Welcome, friend, to the trifecta of joy. What is the trifecta? Awareness, befriending your inner critic, and raising your vibe. This podcast is about you, your life, your adventure, and how to live it juicy. Our podcast is brought to you by Perfectly Imperfect Life Coaching. Download your free joy guide at www.freejoybook.com. A gift from us to you. Again, www.freejoybook.com. I'm your host, Tanya Gill. But really, we're in this together. Connected, sharing, and adventuring through life. So let's do it with joy. Welcome, friends, to the Trifecta of Joy. We are so glad that you are here. So if you are tying up your shoelaces or just hopping out of the shower, or if you're finding yourself sipping a cup of tea and taking some downtime, I have a beautiful guest to share with you today. I have the privilege of sharing with you Dr. Cindy Sai, and she is an award-winning board-certified physician. She's a TEDx speaker. She's a best-selling author, and she is also a wellness life coach that takes an integrative mind-body-spirit approach to help accomplished women create aligned lives that feel healthy and meaningful and easy for them. So obviously, it was totally obvious to have you on the show, Cindy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm happy to be here. You know, what I find so interesting is, is I, I, you and I met because I had an opportunity to hear you speak. And you spoke about a life-changing experience you had. You woke up one day and you couldn't see. Yeah, it was terrifying. I can't even imagine. What was happening in your life at that time? Yeah. So I share the full story and journey in my TEDx talk. And this happened maybe about 10 years ago where I woke up one day not being able to see. And I will remember, always remember the room just looking dark and blurry and rubbing my eyes and just nothing changing. And this was when I was completing my medical residency. And so as a physician, I was trying to diagnose myself, right? <laughs> running through the diagnoses, what could it be? All the well, things. And the funny thing about it is, is whether you're a physician or you're not, we all kind of reach for Dr. Google too. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> and so I went to see doctors right away and they ran tests and, and my prescription increased threefold overnight. And the labs and all the other things all looked fine. And so it was so confusing. And the doctors, I will always remember just being like, well, this is interesting. I mean, you do not want to be interesting to a doctor in this way. <laughs> no. Interesting means we don't have a clue. Exactly. And I think that for me, it really prompted me to slow down. And to recognize that our body has its own intelligence and it speaks to us. And a, cute, a couple of days later, a week later, some other symptoms came up and I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition 
that impacted my eyes that could have led to full blindness. And it's one of those rare, like one in a million type of things, right? Where you only read about in textbooks until, and you're like, yeah, okay, cool. And then until it happens to you. And then you're like, okay, well, I need to figure out what's wrong. I need to figure out what's going on. And of course, I started on the serious medications like steroids, immunosuppressants, right? Like I wanted to get better. But I also really recognized that there were so many things going on, like, you know, with autoimmune conditions, it's usually a big part of it. A big part of the cause was inflammation, right? And I had to slow down and ask myself, where was this inflammation coming from? Mm. And I really generally was very health conscious ever since I was young. Like as a kid, I would be drinking water instead of juice. (laughs) And so it was just really odd to me. You know, I was like checking off the boxes of right. Eating healthy, exercising, all those things. Yeah. There's so much inflammation and I had to come to terms that I was working really hard in residency. I was working night shifts. And during the day, instead of sleeping and resting, I was still raising my hand, you know, like volunteering and doing this and that and and all those things, right? Like just never pausing, never Mm. resting and just like always wanting to achieve and do more and more. And I think I was, I was basically living this life of shoulds. Ah, the great life of shoulds. Yeah, you know, and like drinking caffeine to stay away right during the day and then be so, so anxious and stressed that I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. And of course, like that totally, that's not, that's not sustainable for anybody. No, no. And the interesting thing is, is that people, it, it, it can, it can be something that we use to sustain in the short term. And then it can become a habit or, or it can be like, well, this is just what I have to do. And when we get into that, that mindset of just what I have to do, you know, like the trifecta of joy is about mind, body, and spirit. It's about awareness, befriending your inner critic and raising your vibration. And, you know, when you're talking about that cycle that people can get themselves caught in it's it really becomes a question of like if you're caught in it how do you start to even slow it down or ease it off or and and, you know sometimes it comes with like waking up and not being able to see no one wants to get to that point hundred percent And I think you bring up a great point about how a lot of times along the way, we actually do get messages, but it's a matter of our own awareness. And are we actually present enough to recognize these as signs and symptoms and messages and that it's a nudge to do something to change, right? It's an opportunity. But I think with our current reality and our world and how we're always on the go, 
we're always plugged in, connected to our devices, right? It's, we get so much information coming at us at all times. It's really hard. Like we live in a very noisy world right now. And probably, uh, you know, and it's so interesting that you said that because I, I had that conversation with one of my, my children and he was saying that, you know, he feels like cell phones are actually destroying society because, because they create so much noise all of the time. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's a, that's a 19 year old young man who's, who's identifying it, but also identifying that in some ways it's also inescapable. And so, you know, it, it really is about, like you said, the start is the awareness, the signs. Mm -hmm. And so when, when people start to see signs, what would you suggest they do when they start to see those signs? Yeah. So I think it's really important to see this as a process. Yes. Yes. And a journey. (laughs) There is is no magic wand. Yes. And I think that oftentimes, as I talked about in my TEDx talk, we're always, we're oftentimes looking and wanting that quick fix. And it's understandable, right? Like when you're in pain and, you know, when you're struggling, you don't want to be there. It's uncomfortable. And so, of course, we want to just reach for that pill or, you know, whatever it is to make it go away. And I think absolutely, especially when you're in acute, serious situations, like I want you to, you know, get that fixed, like whatever, so that you can be stable and be okay. But I think. This is not, yeah, it's very important. You know, we are not suggesting people throw away their medication. Yes. You keep working with your physician, obviously. Yes. Um, and, and, and there's more, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's really about being open to introducing other ways to really get back to who you are. Right. And I I think about for me and my healing journey, it's really when I found all these other modalities and brought them together, like integrative medicine, which is blending the best of all worlds from conventional Western medical treatments to complementary Eastern modalities, all these other things. And really, it's knowing that you have options to attain your best state of health. Yes. And making, and and the options offer choices, right? Mm -hmm. So the choice around, you know, when we have those, those signs coming along the way, you know, starting to see what options align for us Mm -hmm. and what choices we can make that align for us. And, and really being able to step into saying, and this is the hard part for a lot of people stepping in to saying this is I'm not living my best life right now and I deserve to. So how am I going to do that? And a lot of that is in reality, a healing journey. It really is. And I think that it can be, it can feel daunting and overwhelming. And I think it's, it causes people to not want to do it at all. 
And so I always like to say what my clients always love when I work with them is that I make things super simple and I break it down. And it's like, if you don't know how to speak French and you want to learn, don't sign up for advanced French. Let's start with beginner French, learn the foundations, like work your way up there. But I think sometimes there's this belief that it's going to take a long time, that it's a lot of work. And then that on top of all of your current life demands, like who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that, right? Like it's much easier to just sit in front of the couch, watch Netflix, eat cookies, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Or zone out or, or, or zone out on your phone for 20 minutes watching cat TikToks or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so it is, it, you know, it is that it is the idea of how do we, right. Because, and we, as a collective, as a humanity, as individuals who, who want to live with more joy, with more wholeness, with more goodness in our lives, how do we make those little shifts, right? I, ca- I call them 1% changes. How do we make those little shifts so they don't feel so daunting? And like you said, like, keep it simple. So, so what is the strategy, for example, that you share with some of your clients that, that helps keep things simple? Yeah, well, I think one very important skill that we often forget that helps tremendously with stress overall is breathing, (laughs) breathing intentionally and mindfully. And so a very simple breathing technique I always like to share is called the cleansing breath. Okay. And this is where you take an inhale through your nose Let's do it. And exhale through an open mouth sigh. Again, inhale, feeling your chest expand and exhale, releasing any stress or tension you're holding on to. And you can take a few more at your own pace, but it literally takes a few seconds And it just helps you ground and release anything that's not serving you. And it helps you get into that present moment to remind yourself that you're okay right now. It may feel like things are total chaos, but in this moment, connecting to your breath, reminding yourself, hey, I'm okay. I have my breath. I can ground and reset knowing that I can handle this. It, that is the power of presence, right? That is, is the power of presence. And our monkey minds are amazing. Our monkey minds tell us, you know, all the stories of the past and all the worries of the future. And then we feel them in our body. And, and so I love that, 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 that grounding breath can be something that can just bring you to the present in the moment. And, and I have to tell you, like, I talk about breathing in my programs as well. And one of the things that, that, uh, one of my clients said is I breathe all the damn time. 
Like I'm breathing, I'm breathing all the time. And I, and, and so it's really about the shift to the intention of it, right? It, it, it's because, yeah, we're lucky that we don't have to think to breathe, but sometimes wouldn't it be nice if we did have to think to breathe because we'd be a hell of a lot more present. For sure. And I think that's the beauty of breathing because there are so many different techniques that can really help. And we know that from looking at the science that when you're taking intentional, slow breaths, what happens in your body is that you're activating the parasympathetic relaxation response. And so that system basically helps to calm down your nervous system. You might've heard of the fight or flight response where basically when we're stressed out and anxious, we get activated, heart rate races, palms get sweaty, you know, your muscles tighten. And it's because your body is preparing you for possible stress and danger. Like you might need to fight or flight, right? From what's going on. And when you are able to pause and take that intentional deep breath, you're activating a different part of your body, a nerve called the vagus nerve. And that helps to essentially turn off that other system so that you can get back into a more calm and grounded state. And so we know there's science behind it. Mm -hmm. We can feel it in our bodies as we do it. Mm -hmm. And, And I think it's really important that we recognize that it is a practice. Like this is, this is the other thing. Like, this is not something you do at once when you're stressed and then you let it go. Right. Um, the, the thing, the thing that's most critical in any kind of change or growth and, and really self-care and self-compassion is, is the, the process of the practice, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's really about saying, okay, I love myself enough to take a couple of cleansing breaths and ground myself enough to be able to do whatever is next. Yes. And letting this really getting back to how this is a process and this is a skill that you can develop. And I always like to tell people that every little bit counts. Okay. Like you want to actually be doing this practice regularly when things are good, so that when things are not going so well, you're not freaking out because you're like, oh, wait, let me just take my couple of cleansing breaths because I've been doing it every single day. You know what I mean? That's actually the key. Well, that is absolutely the key. And like I say, it's like going to the dentist. You don't go to the dentist only when your teeth are rotting out of your face, right? You, it, it, you go because it is a, it is a way of maintaining your health, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't just go to therapy when your life is falling apart. You go to maintain your mental wellness. You don't just have a coach when you're undergoing massive change. You can have a coach that guides you through the goodness of your life to keep building more. Breath is the same way, the practice of breath and building that skill and using it all of the time then becomes a part of just who you are and your growth process. 
Absolutely. I love that. That is awesome. That is so awesome. So Cindy, this has been such an incredible conversation. And I know that, that you offer so much in the way of integrative health and understanding that, that mind, body, spirit connection from both an Eastern and Western perspective. Um, and, and your TEDx is absolutely awesome. So I will make sure that there's a link to your TEDx in, in the show notes for sure. If there was one parting message you wanted to leave with our guests today, what, what would you say to them as they're finishing off their walk or as they're finishing their cup of tea? What would you say to them to, or if they're finishing scrubbing the tub, what would you say to them as they're listening and to inspire them to move forward? Yeah, I think that really learning that this is a process and to be kind and patient with yourself. And a lot of times patience comes up and I like to say that patience is not the ability to wait. Patience is the attitude you have while you are waiting. Oh, patience is the attitude you have while you are waiting. And I That's think so beautiful. Yeah. And I think so often, especially as women who wear a lot of different hats and we have our expectations of how things should be and all of that. And part of it is recognizing that there's reality and then, you know, there's our expectations and that sometimes there's a difference and a gap that can be really challenging. And so we really want to learn to practice that self-compassion and being kind to ourselves. And also really understanding patience in this way so that it's not just like you're looking at the clock being like, okay, well, why hasn't it happened yet? Right. But bringing that lens of openness, of curiosity, of being an observer and really learning to lean in and take care of yourself first and foremost. Thank you so much for that. I know that is going to land on the hearts of so many of our listeners. Cindy, thank you so much for sharing yourself with us. Thank you so much for your heart, your kindness, and, and your story of, of realizing that, you know, that, that we can push to a limit to the point where we actually don't even get to see what is around us. And also then move through a healing process that allows for a space to be present and healthy and mindful. So important. Cindy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the conversation. My friends, thank you for listening. This has been a beautiful conversation. And I hope that you are having so many takeaways. Um, I will make sure that Cindy's contact information is in the show notes. And until next time, be patient with yourself, have compassion for yourself, love yourself, and recognize that you are always worth it.
And that it is you're here. So you're worth it. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening, my friend. We are deeply grateful you chose to be here. I trust that this has invited you, even if in some small way, to deepen your awareness, befriend your inner critic, and raise your vibration. Please follow us, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have any ideas or feedback, please reach out. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You are loved.